Welcome to this week's episode of Hindsight Movie Podcast. We are wrapping up our discussion of three TV show movies, which we did. The Inbetweeners movie, the Trailer Park Boys movie, and the Sex in the City movie. If you haven't watched those, feel free to check out our other episodes and uh, check out these films on their respective streaming services. Um, so we're just going to start off with uh, talking about which one we found most enjoyable. Alyssa, would you like to start off? Sure. Uh, I liked the Inbetweeners one the best, honestly. Nice, me too. I would say... In my humble opinion, that's the only one I thought was good. I would describe as good. So, it was definitely the most enjoyable. I think it's the most fun, too. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I like that it was short. Mm-hmm. It was an hour and a half. I suppose the Trailer Park Boys movie wasn't too long, either. Sex but and the City was... was half an hour too long, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The Inbetweeners, though, was, uh, it was genuinely funny throughout, I thought. I agree. I, I did laugh out loud at certain points. And, uh, you know, like, for a stupid teenage, late teen, early 20s movie, it was surprisingly clever at parts, too. Yeah. Yeah, and there were plenty of dicks, too. Lots of dicks. Which is always funny. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely... The penis to boob ratio was good. It's always a win. <laughs> a little lopsided. Yeah, you don't get that that often. Yeah, so I would I would agree with that. Definitely the most enjoyable. Now, when we look at the films critically, which one do you think would be the best? Oh, I definitely still think Inbetweeners, because I think it was the most well written. I think the plot and the arc made the most sense. I think it was the best acted out of all of them honestly because like i don't know in trailer park boys you know it's hard to tell if they're like good actors or not because some of it is supposed to be like clunky and silly you know because they're supposed to just be like normal people who are being recorded for one reason or another you know so Mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be incredible actors and i think that works in their favor I think well, I think it's also we talked about how the editing and the style in which they shot that film was different from the TV show and how right the actors it makes might it a little rougher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought most of the actors in Sex and the City were, at least in that movie, not particularly good, and I thought the plot in the arc was silly. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I definitely. Think I thought that I the convinced you on this one. All right, you did a little bit, but I'm not. You know, I'll give it more credit than I did before. I didn't call it outright stupid. I just called it silly this time. So. Okay. That's as much That's as fair. you're gonna get from me. That sounds like you're backing off it a little bit then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Still doesn't mean I enjoyed it. Yeah, fair enough. It was far too long. Yes, it was. So again. Well, Still in-betweeners for me on this one. What about you? Well, I'm in between all of them, kind of. I think they, (laughs) critically, they had different strengths, so it's hard for me to say. I think style-wise, Trailer Park Boys and in-betweeners had a more 
engaging visual style and took maybe more risks mm-hmm. the things that we discussed in matt's pretentious film class with trailer park boys using film grain and the in-betweeners uh playing with shutter speed which honestly shutter speed isn't played with a lot unless it's an action movie or parodying an action movie so i thought that was something unique yeah story-wise yeah and story-wise we talked about how uh sex in the city kind of had an interesting perspective and approach to relationships that i thought was somewhat refreshing and realistic i guess um weirdly enough for that movie so it's hard for me to say i'm i'm torn between the style and the story for each of them Hmm. and i think surprisingly all three of these films did something new well trailer park boys at least a little risky yeah and new new for the genre i guess Mm -hmm. i should say not that uh genre necessarily means anything but you know what i mean right but they they made a leap that they didn't necessarily have to make for ideally the benefit of the film so you got to give them some credit for that i think that's fair which was the best for viewers from the show do you think i think i haven't watched the show and we've talked about this but i think probably sex in the city because it seemed like those characters were very true to the characters in the TV show. It seemed like the plot was very consistent for the kinds of things that the women dealt with in the movie and the TV show. And it's... They didn't do too much explaining, you know? So it seemed like it was catered to people who already kind of knew what was going on because they don't spend too much explaining, like, Miranda, she's the... Uh, smart one and this one's the nice one and this one's the slutty one you know like they did do kind of like a flashback exposition though they told you where all the characters were like in life right which makes sense because there were several years in between the show and the movie but they didn't go through the the viewers of the show would have had to know that also right but they didn't really introduce the characters for you they were just kind of like all right let's catch up this this lady's here this lady's here this lady's here all right getting into it so yeah. I think probably Sex in the City. Well, you swayed me a little bit, but I would like to say The Inbetweeners was the best having watched that show because it stuck so rigidly to the style of humor that the viewers were used to. Mm, okay. um, when we saw Trailer Park Boys, we talked about how the humor and the just sort of the whole style and tone of the, the movie was somewhat different and more maybe trying to appeal to a general audience than the show was and even a little bit of the canon ends up being wrong and yeah disconnected i definitely agree that trailer park boys was the worst in that respect yeah okay yeah definitely um but i agree with you with parts of uh sex in the city i think it catches people up on well, I guess it's it's odd to say because the Inbetweeners kind of did the same thing. It takes place mm-hmm. like a little bit after the show ended and it's supposed to wrap up everything that was left hanging in the series. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it pleased me as a fan of the show the most, but I didn't see Sex in the City, so hard to say for sure. Right. I think it seemed like they both did a good job of 
making the movie that their audience wanted to see. Yeah. I think maybe we can call them a tie. Okay. Especially since we didn't watch Sex in the City. Right. But reading reviews and like articles and seeing what people had to say about Sex in the City, it seemed like it was a movie that was almost exclusively made for the fans. So. That's fascinating that you say that then, because my thoughts were almost exactly the opposite. I thought it was the best for non-viewers of the show. Well, it might still be, but it seemed like it made (laughs) a lot of, like, it seemed like it was for the fans in a lot of ways. Like, it followed a lot of the plot points that, you know, kind of like you said about the in-betweeners, it sounded like it followed a lot of the plot points and, like, tied up all the ends that, like, the show, the people who watched the show would have liked to have tied up. So. Yeah. But let's hop into your next point then, like, uh, best one for non-viewers. And why don't you start? Because you've already given us some of your thoughts. Well, here's the thing about Sex and the City, and I think it might just be because of the nature of the show. Mm-hmm. The characters really fall into these archetypes that are very relatable. And I feel like we don't really necessarily need to know too much about their history to go along with uh, the story. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Because you kind of got Carrie, who's like type A, independent woman, sort of. I think Miranda is what, like the smart one, I guess. Yeah, Uh, sure. Not Kim, whoever the fourth one is that has brown hair. I don't remember her name. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't remember any of their names. I don't remember. Uh, She's, you know, like the nice, ditzy one, it seems like. Every girl knows that. And then Kim is the edgy, sexy, like kind of slutty one who does whatever she wants. Rules be damned. And everybody knows like some person that fits into that genre or type of, you know, human. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's like you already know them. They don't have to tell you everything about them. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like they did something new Mm -hmm. in terms of the genre without going off the rails and confusing those who didn't know intimate details about the characters. Right. I feel like they set up these conflicts with knowledge that we already had without having seen the show and went a new route with them that we haven't seen before that was engaging and uh didn't go too crazy yeah trying I, to to excite viewers of the show necessarily it was it was for everybody i think and i think i agree with you because they also they explained just enough so that you weren't confused by who anybody was like they right. told you just enough about who all the like husbands and boyfriends were or they gave you like just a taste of them so you're like oh that's for that guy and they've been together for a while and and that was the key know. right they really yeah. did a good job developing the minor characters quickly mm-hmm. right and so you weren't like who is this person why do i care about them again all that sort of stuff because i did find myself wondering having not watched in betweeners like who some of the like women being referenced were like, you know, I didn't, it took me a while to figure out, like, why we give a shit about Carly, you know, um, right. and, like, who she was, and I definitely didn't realize they had so much history until I, like, went and read about it later. Yeah, that's the other thing about in is just to go back to our last point, was they, they really didn't 
spend a lot of time on exposition from the show. No, not much at all. They seem to be strictly appealing to fans of the show who already knew all of these characters. They gave you like the names of everybody, and then they were like, "All right, we're doing it." And a lot of a lot of uh, jokes from the series that aren't explained at all. They're just recurring jokes that, if you watched the show, you knew were funny, and mm. if you didn't, I guess you were just confused. Right, and uh, you know, Trailer Park Boys again to give them a shout out. I don't think they did a very good job telling you who their minor characters were. I mean, we discussed this. Like, they didn't really go into the Leahy relationship nearly as much as the show gives it, like, weight. And if you had never watched the show, you wouldn't understand why he was so antagonistic all the time. Right. Um, we talked about how they really they exaggerated his archetype. Right. More, than, more so than he is in the show. Right. But, I mean, even if you'd never watched the show, you're like, is this guy just, like, totally nuts or what? You miss the whole, like, all right, they spend a lot of time antagonizing this man. Right. And that sort of thing. So, yeah. I I agree with you. I do think Sex in the City. I think it might be, well, Ty, but it's, it might be the best both. for both audiences. <laughs> yeah. It seems that way, but but why would that be? Because because who do you think they were really going for? Do you think they actually consciously struck that balance, or I think or they, they were did going probably, in one direction or the other? I think they did, but I think part of your point too is that the characters are so kind of accessible, even if you didn't watch the show. That. It's just, yeah, I, think, I guess easier that's, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they had much easier material to work with. Yeah, because there's not a lot of inside jokes and stuff like that. It's kind of, it's very plot driven. So yeah. you didn't it's not have really to, that like, funny either. Yeah, you didn't have to know all the nuances of the characters to get it, you know? Like, there is some of that in in betweeners. Like, if you don't really get the inside jokes or if you don't understand the characters, there's stuff that you're definitely going to miss. I, I, think sex in the city did a good job with both i'm i'm impressed now that i talk about it more impressed than i was (laughs) watching the movie still won't watch it again yeah but i'll give it more credit than i did originally for thought and uh editing and that sort of thing i'm just shocked that we've spent so much time these last few episodes just praising this movie that was really not that great no, and not that well received either. <laughs> yeah, and comparing it to movies that we thought were genu- genuinely good. Right. <laughs> or at least one movie. Ah, uh, the universe confounds. Odd. Now that we've talked about what they were aiming for, it's interesting to note that Sex in the City really beat out these movies by a lot of money, so making much over money. F- about 400 million. And then we have the in-betweeners with seventy million, and then Trailer Park Boys with less than three million. So the question is, what makes Sex in the City so successful? I think probably it's mostly because that was a more recognizable show out of these three. Yeah, it definitely um, had a bigger, wider audience the audience was like super ready for this movie when it came out and i think the stuff that we've talked about plays into it too the fact that 
it was a movie for fans and newly acquainted uh, watchers alike, you know? Yeah. But then Trailer Park Boys, you would think would be more popular than Inbetweeners. Um, I guess it's hard to say since the Inbetweeners is technically an English show. Yeah, I think we're familiar with Trailer Park Boys because it's Canadian and it's on Netflix and all that stuff. But I really think that especially when it aired, the audience was very small for it. Yeah, because Trailer Park Boys didn't really become that popular until it hit Netflix. Right, which um, was much which would have been a- later than the movie debuted. Yeah. So it seems to just be the circumstances for these movies in terms of their success as a uh, product. But when we look at it in the realm of criticism, I think it's it's a weird way to look at TV show movies because they exist in this odd sort of in-between, uh, no pun intended, area of criticism where each show really tends to have its own cult following if it's not super popular. Right. I feel like people are more likely to say, I don't like the show rather than it's a bad show. Yeah, yeah, I do think I know what you mean because the other thing too is I think people carry their TV show preferences with them a lot more. Like there's a certain amount like the shows that you like and the shows that you watch kind of like define a little part of like who you are. You know, you can watch a movie here and there and like this one or like that one, but you're not going to probably talk about that every week at the water cooler or whatever. But you might right. talk about your favorite TV show a lot, and if somebody comes along and is like, well, that's shitty, you know, that's kind of... It's almost like an indictment on your character. So I feel like it's a much harsher judgment. People are less likely to bring the hammer down quite so hard. They got to finesse it a little bit. And it seems like personal taste is more the evaluation factor when it comes to shows rather than whether you think it's good or not whether you think it's well made or not whereas with movies you say oh it was a bad movie because your taste i guess doesn't matter as much because we all assume that movies are supposed to appeal to a wider audience yeah and i think a lot of times whether or not they're meant to appeal to a wider audience they are marketed to a wider audience one way or another you know because they're trying to get as many people in as they can and tv shows you know obviously want to have a big enough audience to stay on the air too but they do fit much further into like niches than movies do so i mean even you know just the comparison for like it's always sunny humor versus like the big bang theory humor like lots of people do think the big bang theory is funny i'm not one of them but the people who like it really enjoy that show. And there are a lot of people who really do not get It's Always Sunny at all. You know, so right. they are catering to very specific types of people. I guess the problem, though, with The Big Bang Theory is that I would say that it's a bad show. <laughs> I would say that it's poorly written. Um, okay, well, you so you could even say, like, 
I happen to like both Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Arrested, or uh, It's Always Sunny, but there are plenty of people who don't like one or the other. Actually, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's a good example. Yeah. That's a show that I don't like, but I would never say that it's bad. Right. It it's just, just did not appeal to me. Right. It's not your type of like procedural humor, that sort of thing. And yeah. I would I would say that regardless of this conversation. Right. Yeah. So I think I think this is part of the reason that these movies tend to transfer so poorly to the big screen in general though. Because if they weren't already trying to appeal to a larger audience like something like Sex in the City because that show seems to me like it would be very accessible to anyone. Right, especially like women of that age. Yeah. So they're really just um, trying to hit like all women kind of if nothing yeah else. but the in-betweeners and especially trailer park boys very niche i mean they throughout their their runs uh i guess trailer park boys is still going but they never seem to try to appeal to anybody but who would already find it engaging right yeah and so when they try to transfer to the big screen it doesn't work because the audience is already too small so anybody who likes it probably already isn't interested or anybody who doesn't like the show probably wouldn't be interested in the movie right yeah i agree and then the people who like the show aren't going to enjoy the movie because it's not appealing to them right so they're kind of stuck in this limbo that doesn't serve them very well but, it, you know, in, in the case of Sex and the City, they seem to have struck that balance. But, again, it's probably because of the source material. So I think, in general, we can safely say that it probably would be better, if a TV show is going to make a movie, that they should go for their core audience. I agree. I feel like it would be, it would be more successful as a film and more successful as a product. Right, because your core audience might convert some people for you but they're not going to do anything for you if you alienate them yeah and if a show has been running for a while and somebody hasn't watched it it's pretty likely they've at least heard of it and aren't interested right yeah i mean you know there could be those very obscure shows that are really good but for the most part everybody has at least heard of a lot of different shows right especially if they've been running for upwards of three seasons or so right i agree and i think when we look at in-betweeners and trailer park boys in-betweeners that definitely just went for their core audience and trailer park boys that went for who knows who uh the differences in their successes is obvious and i think maybe that could be attributed to that whole idea as well as the situation surrounding their releases Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this theme we worked on with TV show movies. Did you have fun, Alyssa? I did. I had more fun than I anticipated. I guess I liked Sex in the City more than I anticipated. <laughs> more than you wanted to admit, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I tr- keep trying to like back off from it, and I keep circling back. So, that uh, is... barring the weird graphic sex scene in the after oh, the yeah. touching moment yes that was nope 
You know what? Otherwise, I had forgotten about film. that. Thank you for reminding me. Well, if you want to hear more about that and you haven't heard our shock at that uh, moment, check out our episode of Sex in the City and check, check out our other episodes as well. We hope you enjoyed this theme. We will get back to you with our next one shortly. And uh, please, if you have anything to say about any of our discussion, email us at hindsightmoviepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at hindsightcast. And don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. We would deeply appreciate that. And on behalf of myself and Alyssa, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Dun, 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 dun.